Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We have said it before, and we will say it again. The Arizona Diamondbacks are a wagon. Welcome in to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of Easter. This guy next to me, he's the Thunderstick. We're not together in the same room, so that kind of bothers me, but he's still my vice mayor. It's Jesse Friedman. Derek, you pointed the wrong way. I know. Yeah, I don't were know which way me. you are. Yeah, we have like we haven't done this in so long. You don't you don't You're have the directions there. straight anymore. You're over there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm in the wrong box. But uh, you know who's not in the wrong box? <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks offense, baby. They are in the batter's box and they are uh, raking, as the kids say. Welcome in to the PHNX D-backs podcast. We are very excited about what has happened, and I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Make sure. Uh, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit that like button when you're here. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Jesse Friedman, what did we see in this series from the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Dodgers? Is this real? Yeah, I mean, what we saw over the last two games is 23 runs on 33 hits, if if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we've seen the right. Arizona the Arizona Diamondbacks have basically made the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching staff look like uh, Dustin May, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, and and a bunch of scrubs is basically what what the Diamondbacks offense did to that group uh, throughout <laughs> the series because no one else really pitched particularly well for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, just crazy. The Arizona Diamondbacks take three out of four this weekend. They're six and four which I didn't even have six and four on the table, Derek. I'm going to be honest. When when we talked about the Diamondbacks having 10 games to start the season, eight of them against the Dodgers, two of them against the Padres, we were talking about five and five being an ideal outcome, right? Being like a success. To, being if a you success. you get to five and five, you I mean, you just absolutely killed that beginning part of the hey. season. The Diamondbacks come away six and four. It's really, really crazy. And they put themselves in position there to potentially have been seven and three, right? One of those losses you could definitely say was uh, the it, it, it was in their grasp. The win was in their grasp, and they just lost it there against the Padres uh, in in the ninth inning. But that game was very winnable as well, you know. And I mean, we can't really attack the bullpen for what they've done, considering how good they've been. But uh, is the offense back, Jesse? Is 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 the offense legitimately back? Because I feel like the offense is back. I think so. I think it's safe to say that at this point. Uh, looking up and down the the box score, 
somehow he went from it felt like every Diamondbacks hitter hitting like a buck 30 through the first few games <laughs> of the season to now you look through and Josh Rojas is hitting 417. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo is hitting 438. Paven Smith, uh, who came up and uh, much to the chagrin of of many Diamondbacks fans, was hitting third in the lineup today, which much I thought to was the hilarious. Of us, much to the chagrin of us on Twitter, Jesse, we, we questioned this lineup today uh, only for this lineup to question us back right and i'm yeah. glad they did but paven smith being recalled from reno and starting into in today's game uh due to kyle lewis being placed on the 10-day il due to illness uh was was a bit unexpected but what was more unexpected was paven smith hitting uh, third in the lineup i think and that's what uh not only we were uh not too sure about nor were a lot of people uh that follow us on twitter but paven goes two for four uh, two doubles, two runs scored, three RBI and a walk, uh, proving us all wrong and just having an excellent day in his return to the main league, uh, major league roster. Yeah, and it wasn't just Pavin hitting third. I mean, I think people were up in arms about Nick Ahmed, you know, being, I guess, in the lineup against the, against a righty. He goes out sure. there and has two hits in this game. Uh, Jose Herrera, the guy who had two hits in, in the entire Cactus League, uh, had two hits in this game and is batting Equal that total today. as of as of right now for the Diamondbacks. Correct. So uh, he had a he had a pretty good game as well. Things are just kind of coming together offensively. And we figured that what happened over those first few games wasn't going to stay that way. The D-backs offense really came out really slow. Uh, but these last few games, you really couldn't ask for anything more. I'm wearing my In Tory We Trust shirt, Jesse, and that is uh, in admittance to us being wrong about his lineup. But yeah, Perdomo playing second, no Marte. Uh, this early in the season against the Dodgers team that uh, Marte, quite frankly, was heating up uh, in this series and and had a had a great night uh, Saturday against this Dodgers team. Another yeah. game that this team won. Um, and I mean, it really feels like uh, the offensive explosion from Saturday carried over to Sunday. They had big innings uh, in the third, fourth, and fifth today that just put the game completely out of reach for the Dodgers. They scored 12 runs uh, against the Dodgers on Saturday, and I just don't know what's happening, but I love everything about this. According to D-backs facts, uh, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks are now 134-0 and zero when scoring 12 runs or more, and they were this close to making that 135 and zero on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, when you score 12 runs, I guess you got a, you got a pretty good chance to win yeah, a game. Got a pretty uh, good maybe, chance. Makes, yeah. Makes sense. I am a little surprised that like some bonkers course field game, you know, they didn't lose a game like right to 13 or right. something at right. points or some that game. They still were, impressive. Some game they were down 20 to eight and then they were still able to eke out a couple more runs because the opposing team sure. did much like the diamondbacks did today. Uh, late in this game when the game was kind of out of reach and they put Peter Solomon in in relief who wasn't very good but still got some time in and honestly saved the rest of the bullpen some time today like I think that was the purpose of calling Solomon up uh, Carlos Vargas meanwhile very good also very good Ryan Nelson for this team who had a rough first inning but he got out of a bases loaded jam uh, only allowing one run. He gives up three earned runs total, but really what it, the, the true story was how he got better and stronger as the outing went on. And that's something we've seen out of Ryan Nelson during spring. Today was just impressive against the Dodgers lineup that at one point he sat down Jesse 11 in a row. 
It was impressive. It, it really was. Ryan Nelson somehow just threw the first quality start by any Diamondbacks pitcher in, in 2023. We've only had one pitcher go six innings to this point. That was Zach Gallon. <laughs> he went six innings. We gave up four runs. So uh, Ryan Nelson, six innings, three runs today. I'll be honest, Derek. I didn't think he was all that sharp uh, at the end of the day. He only got a few swing and misses. Uh, he threw sure. about three strikeouts. Yeah, three strikeouts. I, I didn't think his stuff was was super sharp. Um, the velo was still a little bit lower than what we saw from him last year. But sure. uh, but yeah, I mean, anytime you're going six innings, three runs against the Dodgers, even if you don't have your best stuff, and even if we want to see maybe better things later on from Ryan Nelson, it's it's a pretty pretty good outing from him. And and you're not going to get out of the first inning like that, like he did quite often without without getting nicked up, as Tori Lavola would say, a bit more, right? But I don't care, man. Ryan Nelson, I think that what we're looking for, especially at this point, uh, some some quality starting pitching, which the Diamondbacks have not really been able to find out of anybody no. except except Zach Davies, known Arizona Diamondbacks ace, who came down. With well, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't look, was look quite uh, quite up to his like, ace status no, yesterday no, before going no. down with the injury. But, but but he did leave the game with a strained left oblique, uh, which is unfortunate because the Diamondbacks now. I get. I mean, I guess it's it's unfortunate, but you know the depth that this team has that we've talked about the the guys that have been sent down that we have uh, been kind of uh, lamenting a bit about them not getting opportunity might get those opportunities sooner than we thought, uh, especially with Zach Davies now potentially uh, missing some significant time. Uh, Tori Lavello announced that Dre Jameson will replace Davies in the starting rotation. No surprises there. Uh, honestly, no. kind of funny how this how this worked out. We literally were talking with Tori about Dre Jameson pregame yesterday <laughs> about right. you know what what's going on here. We've noticed that his outings have gotten shorter, not longer. We've noticed that he went from being on three days rest to two days rest. Things were kind of trending in the direction of turning Dre Jameson into a shorter reliever than than what we saw in those first few games when he was really stretched out. So. Uh, yeah, the question came up in pregame, like, you know, what what is your guys' plan here? Could Dre Jameson still realistically enter the rotation? And Troy Lavello said pregame yesterday, if a guy gets hurt, we still feel like we're within a window where we could convert Dre Jameson back to a starter. And sure enough, Zach Davies strains his oblique. And and here we are talking about Dre Jameson re-entering the Diamondback starting rotation. I know there are a variety of, of viewpoints on this. I know a lot of people, of course, wanted to see Brandon fought get the call up, which I can certainly understand. Some people might might have even preferred uh, Tommy Henry uh, to get called up just so that you could keep Dre Jamison in the bullpen where he's really been a weapon for this Diamondbacks team so far. But ultimately, no surprises that they just decided to take Jamison from from the bullpen and convert him to a starter. But now that's the big question, Jesse. What do we do uh, without Dre Jamison in the bullpen? Because honestly, yeah. He's been really damn good, and I don't know really what this team is going to do. And some of these outings where, you know, the starter is able only able to go four innings uh, without him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to lie, Derek, that that was a pretty big concern for me. And I, I wonder if it's a concern for the Diamondbacks as well. This bullpen has looked improved, right? It's it had a pretty decent in, in this series outside of Peter Solomon kind of scuffling there at the end of the game. 
But yeah, I mean, Dre Jamison has played a really big part in all three games that he's pitched in. The Diamondbacks have won all three games that Dre Jamison has pitched in. And, you know, he's pitched multiple innings in, in all of them. And they've been pretty darn good innings on top of that. So I don't know what, what this is going to look like for the D-backs without Jamison back there. Um, you know, Peter Solomon didn't have his best stuff today, but even at his best, I don't think you're expecting Peter Solomon to be able to step into high leverage situations like you were with Dre Jamison. These two wins, though, Jesse, you were there on Saturday night. Uh, what were what were your big takeaways from what they did to the Dodgers on Saturday night? Like it's just these these twenty the twenty three runs that they have scored in these two games is just something that we did not expect to see. We talked about what this team could do if they could get their offense back on track. It, boy, did they, did they? And it happened yeah. really, really fast. Yeah, I mean, Al Thomas went from a batting average of 0, 0, 0 to 200 in, in one game, <laughs> right? A, a 4 for 4, four. four. That'll 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 uh, up your batting average a few points in and of itself. Uh, that and, was and his to see. and his defense was incredible too, right? He uh, I yeah mean, he, he saved he saved a couple of runs early on. I mean, this game, even though the Diamondbacks scored twelve and one, this game was pretty close. So I mean, you could even say that a bit about Sunday's game. Like it's not like they blew him out of the water. The Dodgers found a way to score runs and and make it closer. Really, it's just the case of like these this kind of looks like the amount of offensive output the Dodgers would would have made and the Diamondbacks would have scored something more like two runs or one run like we've seen so far in the series (laughs) it's really the fact that they're that they're outgunning the Dodgers 12 to 8 and 11 to 6. I mean the D-backs they've got this knack for the comeback thing right now right if I'm not mistaken I believe all six all six wins the Diamondbacks have this year have been comeback wins yesterday I know the D-backs wound up winning that game by four runs and it didn't feel super close by the end. D-backs were down four to nothing going to the bottom of the first inning, which is a real gut punch for your dugout. You know, your position players uh, out there on the field just watching the Dodgers do what they often do, which is, you know, put up some some big runs right out of the right out of the gate. Um, And they did that yesterday against Zach Davies with the four spot. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, the D-backs were able to, to overcome that. They got a run back right away in the bottom of the first. Geraldo Perdomo, a big two-run homer in the bottom of the second, cut the lead to four to three. And and from then on, Derek, this offense just was completely unlocked. I, I don't know what exactly happened inside of Chase Field or uh, inside of the Diamondbacks <laughs> dugout, but it has been crazy what the Diamondbacks yeah. have done these last couple games. Yeah, and and me and Giselle both said they it was electric at the exact same time, I believe. But yes, the the environment was electric. Let's be honest. If you've been out there at Chase Field, if you've heard it on TV, I don't know if it's come across because in some cases some of those Dodgers fans can be very vocal uh, on television. But it it it's it's sounding like the tide is turning. It's sounding like uh, the Diamondbacks are getting their home field advantage back a little bit, right? And I mean, it's really great to hear. Uh, especially against a team like the Dodgers, considering that the Dodgers pretty much are the Diamondbacks' number one foe when it comes to uh, opposing fans filling up Chase Field and kind of taking over, right? Uh, that's that's something that had to make the Diamondbacks feel great, but more than anything, it has to make them feel now like they can beat anybody. We could sit here and take apart yeah. the Diamondbacks or the, or the Dodgers starting pitching. The Dodgers do not have their best starting pitching. This is not the Dodgers at their best, and that is something that remains to be seen. However, we won't see it until August. 
So there's a lot of time for the Diamondbacks to build off of this confidence to just feel, you know, like, like have that mental feeling that we beat the Dodgers and we we whooped that ass, right? Like we didn't yeah. just we didn't just narrowly get by like the games in Los Angeles. We actually put it to them at home in front of our fans and and that's just got to be something that is is wonderful for Tori Lavolo to build on going forward and to remind his guys of that they can beat anybody at any time on any given day, day and and not just eke by not just not just get by in a in a win where they had to do it by stealing bases and and getting those extra you know getting those extra bases here and there wherever they could they they did it with a pretty powerful offensive output that still had no home runs not a single home run hit by the Diamondbacks today with an 11 to 6 win yeah, yeah. I, I feel like for the Diamondbacks, just in these last few years, like beating the Dodgers has almost been a, a rite of passage to like, yes, oh, wow, yes. we're a good team. Like, hey, we did it. We're, we did we're it. Not that, right. Because last year, the yeah. Diamondbacks won. You're totally the, right. the Diamondbacks literally won five games against the Dodgers all of last season. They were five and 14. This year, they're already five and three, right? They've already they've already won as many games against the Dodgers after 10 days of the season as they did all of last year. And if you look in past years when the Diamondbacks haven't been good, they tend to get trounced by the Dodgers. And it, I'm, I want to say it was 2017, yeah. the last year the Diamondbacks made the playoffs, that they had a stretch of games where they just kind of owned the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were like kind of sick and tired of playing the Diamondbacks at a certain point. I want to say it was 17, might have been early 18, but around the time when the D-backs were really good, they've actually had some success against this Dodgers team. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I heard uh, them talking about it on the broadcast today that apparently Dave Roberts, after that game yesterday, sort of tipped his cap to the Diamondbacks and was like, this doesn't happen to us very often. Like, we're not really, we're not used to this kind of a thing. Uh, and uh, like And it. sure enough, this was the first time the Diamondbacks have taken three out of four from the Dodgers since 2019. It's been a long time since that's happened. Man, and again, literally, I think it is one day less than four months until we have to see this team again, Jesse. Four months of baseball without having to play the Dodgers again. They catch mean, the Padres. You mean Freddie Freeman? You mean Freddie Freeman doesn't get Freeman. to hit in Chase Field for four oh, months? <laughs> nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. And that's a great thing. But uh, another great thing, Jesse, they are not one game, but they are now is it two games? Is it two games over 500? Is that how it works? Can we climb Mount 500? Can we get to the summit of Mount 500 there, Damon? Do we have a little Cattell ready to go? No. That's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I love it so much. All right. Um, but uh, Cattell, definitely not our uh, king snake in this series because it is of course our risk king known for carrying the offense when the offense can't carry itself the one and only Geraldo Perdomo yes bam you said Perdomo is Barry Bonds he's absolutely Barry Bonds hitting 400 in this series with a home run just fours across the board four RBI four runs scored uh just great contributions for Perdomo uh Lovello's already moved him up significantly hitting second in the lineup today which was pretty nice to see and honestly Again, this is the reason why I'm rocking the in Tory We Trust shirt, because even though we doubted his moves today, having Perdomo play second and hit second worked out for this team. It was a bold move by Tory. I, I mean, I have loved what I've seen from Geraldo Perdomo so far this season. Um, I, I 
talked with Tori about that yesterday, just what he's seen from Perdomo and how incredible he's been, especially in clutch situations so far this year. Uh, but I mean, hitting him second, like, I mean, this guy had a 500 OPS last year, right? Like that, that's yeah. pretty bold to move for Domo yeah. that, that high up in the lineup. And he comes yeah. through it's two for five has, has a couple big hits. He comes through with runners in scoring position, which, which it feels like he basically always does. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think after last year, it's easy to forget the prospect that Geraldo Perdomo was the fact that the Diamondbacks were willing to trade Jazz Chisholm because they believed in Perdomo and and what he could be not only defensively but offensively and the yeah. kid's still 23 years old Derek he's yeah, still 23 years old there's yeah, there's still some ceiling that. to explore here yeah and that could be said about this entire team the one thing i loved especially today was the aggressive base running even when it didn't work out for them lavello yeah. did not relent he continued to send guys he continued to move guys and even if the dodgers got you know, Corbin Carroll trying to extend a single into a double. They still scored runs, and they still proceeded to put that pressure on the Dodgers throughout the rest of the game, and that was big because the, the Dodgers just, to be honest, we, we've talked about the Diamondbacks looking overmatched, and they've looked overmatched against the Dodgers. They've looked overmatched on both opening days, both here and in L.A., and maybe yeah. that's just the bright lights. Maybe that's just the situation, but when it comes down to playing baseball, the fact is, in the last two games, the Dodgers have been the ones that have looked quite overmatched for the Diamondbacks, and a big part of that is the is the running game and that pressure that they're applying. I think people love it, man. I mean, it's one oh, thing I, to like I hit. Love it. It's one thing to hit more homers than the Dodgers, right? Right. It's right. another. It's an entirely other thing to steal to go eleven for eleven in stolen bases against them over the last five Mm. games, which I believe Mm. is exactly what the Diamondbacks have done. Like that's just an insane level of ownership. And, and I'm sure the Dodgers right now are incredibly frustrated because they're like, Corbin Carroll's too fast, right? Like (laughs) apparently apparently Jose Herrera is too fast too, because that also happened today. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, double steals, double steals have worked out pretty well for the D-backs so far also, but yeah, the D-backs are running circles around this Dodgers team. Uh, or yeah. have run circles around this Dodgers team so far this season. And that brand of baseball, the way the Diamondbacks have won some of these games, is just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Chief Crazy Buffalo said, only 10 games and I love the score. And I think that is it, man. I really do. Like, we didn't know what the core was going to be. We had a good idea of it. We don't know how successful guys are going to be. We saw Alec Thomas get sent down last season at the end of last season. We saw him struggle early this season. But uh, look, look at how, you know, he's exploded in this series and just not, you know, it, it, it's again, he even had a play that he almost made against J.D. Martinez that he was so close to making. And honestly, like, it's just stupid to play that outfield underneath that, like, that overhang <laughs> and to try to catch a ball going in there. Like, he, he, he looked like he totally could have gotten it to it, too. But it's a yeah. very difficult. It's very difficult to adjust. And uh and have an idea where that trajectory is going to go sometimes with that overhang out there. But I, I mean, he's just, he's just looked great. He's been great de- defensively. And that game on Saturday just really made me believe that, you know, Alec Thomas is, is going to put it back together and he's going to be uh pretty consistent. And I mean, he might just have a couple of nights where, where he goes Oh four, but you know, four for four versus the Dodgers is a nice like wake up performance. And like you said, gets to 200 basically in, in one day. Do we have a uh, do we have Alec Thomas's baseball savant page? Uh, we I, I do have Alec Thomas's baseball savant. Dude, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. So I I tweeted out 
Alec Thomas. Oh my God. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. I tweeted out a screenshot of it yesterday before he had the four game talking about, all right, you guys want to keep an eye on Alec Thomas here because he's 0 for 16. And also he's got a whole lot of red on his baseball savant page. This is what it looks like now after the four hit game. Uh, he made a ton of hard contact in that game. So you can see he's in the 95th percentile in average exit velocity. Uh, he is struck out once, I believe, this season. So he is in the 100th percentile in strikeout rate. He's drawn some walks. The sprint speed, of course, is always going to be there for him. I believe his expected batting average, Derek, I want to say is 392. I don't have it in front of me. That was coming into the game today. Um, ironically, his outs above average is actually in the 11th percentile. So uh, way too early to really even read a number like that. But apparently, uh, baseball savant doesn't like Alec Thomas's defense right now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's going to come up over time. And as you can see with the rest of this, Thomas was was kind of destined, you know, to, to start having some balls fall. And I, I like what I've seen from him so far offensively. <sighs> That barrel percentage, though, Jesse, what is what is going on with that? Yeah, My goodness. Yeah, so people don't understand what barrel percentage is. A, a barrel okay. is a very specific type of batted ball that doesn't happen very often. It's kind of like mm. the ideal, the ideal batted ball. It has like some some numerical stuff attached to, to the official meaning of it. But basically, they don't happen very often. The league average barrel rate is about four point six percent. So you're only going to get one about once every 22 plate appearances or so. And so when you got a guy who only has like 25 plate appearances, you're not really that alarmed that he doesn't have a barrel. He doesn't yet. have what doesn't have a barrel yet. Okay. Yeah, he could literally have Thank you like for breaking that down for us. He could have like two in the next five games, and suddenly that percentile would jump up to probably well above average. It's the kind of thing <laughs> that changes very quickly. Well, speaking of well above average, the Arizona Diamondbacks are uh, coming into this game. We're tied for second in the majors with the Royals and the Mets uh, for defensive runs saved. So we talked about last year, our short king that is no longer with us, uh, Dalton Varsho. He's still alive. He just is no longer with us. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, you know what, what Christian Walker does over there at first base made the Diamondbacks very, very dense in defensive run save last year, but it seems like this team is still remaining as defensively sound as they were last season. So that's a very yeah. good sign. And with these bats waking up, that's a very good sign. And it's a very good time for you to maybe place a bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks over at Bet MGM. I know I've been doing that. And of course, I think Christian Walker is due in this series against the Milwaukee Brewers. So maybe let's throw some money on him hitting a home run. Of course. We've talked about the wonderful events we're doing out there at Bet MGM Sportsbook. You can join us out at State Farm Stadium. We have so much more uh, to come, including uh, a monthly cornhole league that I can't wait to get involved with. I've been practicing my tosses, getting uh, you know uh, beanbags that are uh, illegal in size, just so I can do anything I can to to win. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. You guys should know that by now about me. Uh, if you haven't signed up though over at BetMGM, you can use our promo code of PHNX and you will get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works: Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least ten dollars on any market at standard odds price and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly uh, and that's how it works you just have to uh, no matter what happens with your bet regardless of the outcome of your wager just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up and I think we have Shane here to talk about the disclaimer 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Did we Shane doesn't get a day twice? off. Did, did we play I, I, him twice? He was talking for I, an awfully long time. No, that was a long time. That was a long <laughs> disclaimer. Possibly. I was gonna say, uh, I think I think that's longer than normal. Also, Shane doesn't get a day off. He really doesn't. He never gets a day no, off. This poor guy. Yeah, it's it's not a recording. It, it is Shane reporting to the office. You know, sometimes it's early in Every the morning, time. sometimes it's, it's it's late at night. Yeah, he, it's rough. he just comes in and does it and then then he gets out of there. So anyway. Well, if you haven't done so already, in order to support Shane and and his non days off, Mister No Days Off, Shane Diefenbach, make sure make sure uh, to sign up for a Diehards membership over at gophnx.com. Not only do you get access to Shane uh, being able to read you disclaimers whenever you want, uh, not like that's twenty four seven. You can literally call him on his cell phone as a diehard member, and he'll read you that disclaimer over the phone. But you also get access to Jesse's newsletter, uh, Full Count. You also get access to our wonderful uh, free merchandise. You'll get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com. Every single year you're a member, you also get 20% off all future purchases. You will get access to our members-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You all get you also get access to our partners discounts uh, and so much more members only merch members only uh, invites to events and so much more. So join us today over at gophnx.com and become part of the PHNX family. We want to dig into these numbers. We can't get enough, by the way, of these numbers. By the way, if you're here right now in the YouTube channel, make sure to leave us a thumbs up. That's all. That's all we live for. We don't. We don't. We don't do this for the money or the glory or the support of the baseball team. We do this for the likes on YouTube. So smash that like button. Uh, Jesse and I want to dig into these numbers because these are good numbers. Uh, these are the kind of numbers you don't want to avoid when you have this many numbers. When you have that much stuff. Look, do the, is that right, Jesse? Did we get that wrong? Are these correct? Is those numbers up by the Diamondbacks? Are those like real? Thirty-one runs, forty-eight hits, and one error. Is that is that right? That's insane. A three eighty-eight, a three eighty-eight batting average with three eighty-eight batting position. average. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Diamondbacks were zero for eight with runners in scoring position in the home opener. So, if I'm doing my math correctly, I believe they've gone nineteen for forty-one with runners in scoring position My over the last goodness. three games. I don't know if that's sustainable, Derek. I don't know if you can hit almost 500 with runners in scoring position My for very long. Goodness. But uh, I think people are enjoying watching what they've seen so far. One thing I love to see up here, Jesse, is all the numbers being better on the Diamondback side. Uh, once all they got them, into yeah. the... Once they got into that relief pitching, they really tore up the Dodgers' bullpen. That was something that was impressive. Uh, the one thing I love up here, though, the stolen bases, 8-0. to zero. Like, the Diamondbacks are just making stuff happen on the base path, and the Dodgers are just not. 
they're just kind of sitting back and hoping their bats wake up and hoping that they can hit some dingers and 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 get some good contact. But the Diamondbacks just they just made stuff happen in this series, and and I really love that about them and the way that this team is made up. I mean, it, it's one of those things where when you look at like the D-backs team slash line or how many homers they have or, or you know, some of those basic offensive stats, it's never going to quite do them justice because they are, I, I believe they lead the league in stolen bases right now. They the do. Diamondbacks Ju- and Orioles just were, passed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe they do after today. They were kind of neck and neck with the Orioles, but I, I think they took the lead. So given that and the fact that they're not, it's not like they're getting caught a bunch, right? It'd be one thing if you yeah. had. 17 stolen bases or whatever the number is and you've been caught six times or something that's right. not what's happening the diamondbacks are uh, they haven't been caught at all by the dodgers at least over these last five games i don't recall them being caught at all in any game against the dodgers if i'm not mistaken uh through the season so far so yeah i mean you have to factor that in right i mean like 11 extra bases over these last five games that adds up and, and it it doesn't it makes it so that your your normal offensive stats don't nearly do justice to to the damage that you're actually able to do when you factor all of those things in. Um, and here's the thing. I I really dig the fact that the Diamondbacks were able to kind of be hit in the mouth a bit in in the series in Dodd in LA, you know, and obviously get the wins that they got there, but then come back here and not be overwhelmed by the idea of the Dodgers, you know, like they really were up for yeah. the challenge and it's not like they haven't suffered their share of, of losses either. Zach Davies was, you know, goes down in the middle of the game and, and luckily they they, they have the resources. They had the people in place to come back into that game and, and, and save that outing and the diamondbacks it's, you know, are able on uh, uh, this, on this day, uh, they're able to score one of the biggest runs, uh, most runs by a D-backs team without a homer being scored, right? So it's like they they have – it's transitioned over into them just hitting. It's just them, you know, getting on base in some way, knowing that they're going to make stuff happen. I, I feel like any Jake McCarthy or Corbin Carroll hit is in danger of becoming a double. Even Josh yeah, Roloff. it feels Josh like Roloff. it is. It feels you know, like Josh it Rojas, is, honestly. The, the first hit of the game was a single, and Josh Rojas steals second immediately. And I just – that was their – that was how they started the game offensively. And I just – I was pumped. I was ready to go. I was like, yes, this is D-backs baseball, and I love every minute of it. I don't care if they never hit a home run. If they're going to <laughs> do things like this and do it this way, this, I mean, let's be honest. Like, this is just as much fun. I'm not – I don't feel like we're losing out on anything. The D the D backs PR department is like flooding us with emails as we're doing the show. They're having so much fun. Like oh God. All the yeah. numbers on how good yeah. this yeah, series you. was for thank the Diamondbacks. Thank, thank you for, thank you for acknowledging that because I'm like, I'm trying to factor some of this stuff in, but yeah, we've literally gotten like five <laughs> emails in the last like 15 minutes from our friend Alex over at the Arizona Diamondbacks. And that's just, it's awesome because again, again, you know, there is, they are as excited as we are about this. And I mean, 31 runs scored by the D-backs versus the Dodgers in this four-game series surpasses the 29 runs scored back on May 24th through 26, 2002 during a three-game series. So this is the most runs ever scored by a D-backs team in a series against the Dodgers. That's mm. that's insane. Mm. That's Jesse, insane. and we are just, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Can we, uh, can we pull up the by-the-numbers graphic one more time? I want to point out something else on on the Diamondback side that really blows my mind. 
Derek, the Diamondbacks just took three out of four from one of the best teams in baseball, and their starting pitching ERA was 6.10. <laughs> Ryan Nelson was all right today, right? Six innings, three runs. You, you like what you got there. But if you go game by game, I mean, Zach Davies was honestly kind of a disaster before the oblique issue yesterday, you know, walked in a run. He had one inning in particular where he just completely lost the strike zone through like 11 consecutive balls or something like that. Uh, Madison Bumgarner uh, did not pitch well at all either in his outing, even though he was able to limit some damage, as we talked about in that post game show. And then Merrill Kelly was the D-back starter in the first game of this series, the one game that they lost. And, and he was kind of a disaster as he tends to be against the Dodgers. Those four starts, you feel like you, I mean, you feel like the caliber of performance he got there is probably you're going to lose three out of four games. You know, like maybe you find a way to win one when your starters aren't going. And, and the D-back starters as a whole this season, Derek, have been terrible. I mean, let's just, let's just be honest here. Like Ryan Nelson I had a pretty good outing, and I, I think his ERA is now slightly below five or right around five after that. All the other D-back starters, Zach Davies had one good outing, but one terrible outing. Merrill Kelly uh, has a decent ERA, but he hasn't been able to pitch deep into games at all. Zach Gallen yeah. has really struggled both times out. Madison Bumgarner, like the D-back starting pitching has been absolutely terrible through 10 yeah. games. And yeah. somehow we're sitting here talking about a baseball team that's six and four against two of the best teams in the game. And they did it through offense and bullpen. The two things that you could say were arguably huge weaknesses for this team last season. And the bullpen. Uh, we, all, we always knew the bullpen was going to be good, Derek. That was the one thing. We always knew that. We right? There was never a question about that. Just like we knew Evan Longoria was going to be one of the best players in major league baseball. <laughs> Uh, and we never questioned Geraldo Perdomo ever. But uh, I think it was, Elizabeth said, read them to us about our emails that we got. Well, I'm going to. Uh, Alex sent us an email that said D-backs infielder Josh Rojas today collected collected back-to-back three-hit games for the second time in his career. That's the first email that we got since we started going on air. Uh, with today's win, the D-backs won three or four games for the Dodgers in a series for the first time since August 29th through September 1st, 2019. Folks, it is 2023. That is nearly four years since the last time that happened. Uh, what Crazy. else we got here? And then, uh, yeah, the next one is the 31 runs scored by the D-backs versus Dodgers in this four-game series surpasses the 29 runs scored on May 24th through 26, 2002 uh, during a three-game series. I don't know if you remember that. Most of you might not have even been born then, so I don't know if you <laughs> do remember that, but now I just feel old and sad. I don't want to feel that. I'm excited because the Diamondbacks win. And, of course, uh, we got to send Jesse out on the road more. That's that's the key here. Uh, Jesse started the season on the road with this team. He seems to be their good luck charm. We need to keep there him around. Go. He wasn't there today, uh, but still, it's like they had enough Jesse, like, fueled up, like, kind of stashed uh, in order to get them through. Uh, but you, you need to fuel yourself up. You need to make sure you stash enough uh, goodies and snacks for you to be fueled up all weekend long and all week long. Uh, so make sure to stop by our friends at Circle K. Stock up for uh of course your post easter madness uh you got polar pops that we are big fans of around the office as well as uh all we need all the energy we can get we need to stay hyped this team is gonna is gonna keep us excited it's gonna be comeback victory after comeback victory uh so we need all the monster all the red bull we can get we get those three for eight dollars uh and three for six dollars for monsters 
over at uh, our friends at Circle K. Uh, and make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com slash store locator. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, grab some Four Peaks beer. I am drinking a delicious kilt lifter to celebrate today's victory. Uh, and you should be too. Uh, whatever Four Peaks beer you love, make sure to grab it over at our friends from Four Peaks. Get them at Circle K in their ice cold beer section. You can also go down to the A Street Pub where you will get uh, a wide variety of beers. You also have some NFL draft beer specials if you join us for the NFL draft show that they're going to have down there uh, with our friends Bo and and Johnny Venerable. Of course, uh, you can get $3 red beer lager pints and $5 red beer lager pitchers. $2 more for a pitcher. That's a no-brainer right there. So uh, we also have our usual PHNX specials of $3 kilt lifters, bing, bing, and wow pints. The best place, of course, to take the NFL draft uh, is uh, on April 27th at Four Peaks A Street Pub with us. Register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of these beer specials. Make sure you are also 21 or years uh, or older to enjoy these beer specials and enjoy responsibly. Jesse... We got some probables for the upcoming series with the Brewers who should not be overlooked because the Milwaukee Brewers have been very good this season. But there's also been some other unexpected teams that we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show that have been very good, uh, including whatever the hell is happening in Tampa Bay. But uh, the D-backs <laughs> did make a move today. Yeah, they they did. Uh, big, big trade, Derek. Big trade. Uh, huge they they <laughs> i'm assuming huge. this is because dre jameson being moved into the rotation the diamondbacks wanted to add a little bit more uh bullpen depth i guess bringing peter solomon up to the majors i'm um, guessing they, they just wanted to add some some depth in that regard so the d-backs acquired jose ruiz from the chicago white Sox in exchange for cash considerations uh ruiz not the not the prettiest of numbers over the last few years, but he has pitched a decent amount in the big leagues for the White Sox last year. He had a 4-6-0 ERA and a 1-4-2 whip against the White Sox or for the White Sox in 63 appearances. Back in 2021, he had a pretty good year, a 3-0-5 ERA, 1-1-7 whip that year. So uh, he's been a decent bullpen arm for the White Sox. Uh, good velocity. Uh, I think he's maybe had some some good luck uh, in the past that is that has kind of helped him do what he's done this season. Not so great, uh, Derek. The White Sox DFA'd uh, Jose Ruiz after he had uh, as many strikeouts as home runs allowed uh, in three and two thirds innings. That that pretty much tells you tells you what you need to know. But he's not going to be on on the big league roster. I, I don't expect any anytime soon. Uh, just kind of a, a depth move for the D backs. And I get that, but. I have to ask, do the Diamondbacks not have enough depth in their organization? I, I say that just because, like, aren't there guys like Justin Martinez and Slade Chaconi that could be getting a, a an opportunity here? Yeah, that's a fair question. I mean, I think part of it is just, and, and I've kind of been thinking about this myself, like, every time the D-backs make a move with Reno, somebody has to like take their place, you know, like you can't just like call up these guys and then just be like, Reno oh, depleted. Like they'll be fine. Figure it out. You guys, dude, you can have someone from the stands come in. Go and down to the college. Yeah. You guys have a college in <laughs> Reno. Okay. You go grab some kids from there. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. So it's, it's just about adding depth and making sure that, you know, when you, when you pluck players from certain places that you, you know, have guys who are available to step in. So, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think that that you'll see Ruiz in the big leagues anytime soon. But 
it's possible. I mean, it's not like he hasn't had any success whatsoever in the big leagues or, you know, has, you know, had a 12 ERA or anything last year. Uh, he's actually been pretty decent for them in the past, despite what's happened so far this season. Well, I believe one of the last shows we did, we were lamenting about how uh, everything was going wrong within the organization, including in the minor leagues. Uh, but uh, the Aces were able to beat uh, the Rainiers 19 to 4. So we back, Jesse. We back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe. Uh, I think that was Brandon Fott pitched. Uh, I think that was yesterday's game. Brandon Fott, four and two thirds innings, only one run allowed. Uh, he was pretty good. Good bounce back from him after giving up four homers in his first start of the season. Yeah. Not a, not a great way to to open the year for him. Um, he just wasn't but, super efficient in that one. He he only went four and two thirds, and he yeah hit, hit, hit close to ninety pitches. So. Uh, again, yeah. some 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 things. Even though we constantly talk about Brandon Fott being the next coming of of Randy Johnson in our lineup, you know, obviously <laughs> he's still a, a young man that has some things to work out, and I feel like the Diamondbacks know that within the organization, and that's why we're not seeing them rush things at this point. Yeah, I I, I don't have a huge problem. I'm I'm curious what you think too about the whole Dre Jameson situation. The Diamondbacks bringing him into uh into the mm. rotation not going the route of a brandon fought not going the route of of tommy henry my guess is the diamondbacks are basically like we don't know what the future holds with madison bumgarner we don't know if someone else is going to get hurt we have the opportunity to turn dre jameson into a starter to stretch him out let's just do it and make sure that we kind of maximize the amount of starting pitching depth in the organization because after dre jameson right you've got fought you've got tommy henry I don't think you want to go any deeper into this yeah, organization than that. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think you want to call Blake Walson just yet. So, but he's that's he's getting there thought. too. He's getting there too. Bryce Jarvis is also a name that like had an excellent spring and could be a guy that they bring up pretty quickly. Even though I think he's still in, he's still with he's the Sox in Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, he's in Double so, A. So I mean, yeah, really, it's just about some of their best pitchers right now still aren't far enough along to do that with. And you might be right. Brandon Fott might just be the the guy that they're waiting for in case they need to make a long-term move. And maybe they feel like bringing Dre Jameson into the starting line uh, rotation right now is kind of a short-term thing. And then they can move him back to the bullpen. I think Lavolo, like, look, I've heard the words out of Lavolo's mouth. I can only imagine how much Lavolo loves Dre Jameson because you and I have talked to Tori Lavolo off the record, Jesse, and we know what kind of guy he is. And I can only imagine how much he loves that attitude that Dre Jameson has because everybody yeah. else there, everybody else is very nice. Everybody else is just saying the right things. They're talking to us and they're saying the right things. And I, I don't know how the conversations go behind closed doors, but Dre Jameson does not hold back on his feelings or what he wants to do, you know? And like, he's just a yeah. very, he, he, he says what he, he, he means and he's going to pepper in some curse words too, which I'm sure Lavolo is a big, big fan of. Um, <laughs> and like, he just has that attitude of give me the fucking ball. Right. And that's something that not enough guys have had in Tory's time over the last two seasons. It's got to be refreshing to Tory to have someone like Dre in that clubhouse that literally says that when he has to have that tough conversation with Dre about going to the bullpen, he's like, I don't give a shit. Give me the ball. I just want it. And just give me the ball when it matters. I just want to be in big moments. I want to be in big. I want to, I want to win ball games for us. And that's not, 
I mean, as, as corny as that might sound to some fans because of movies and shit, that's not something people actually say. They just, they kind of want to do whatever the manager or the organization wants. And sometimes they're, they might be a little too hesitant to be that forceful. Dre is not that guy. Dre will tell you exactly what's on his mind. And I think that Tori Love loves, loves, loves that, that guy that wants to grab that brass ring, that guy that wants that opportunity yeah. and wants to do whatever he can to help this team win games. It's not to say there probably there probably have been other guys with a similar attitude, maybe that didn't deliver, but Dre has been delivering in whatever role he's been asked of so far at a major league level. So, I mean, aside yeah. from some some poor outings uh, as a starting pitcher during spring, I don't really see that Dre has done anything uh, up to this point to to make Lavallo think that he is not absolutely uh, that guy for him right now. Right. The only problem is is maybe over usage. Maybe maybe doing this might be that move that puts him into uh, not not having success because it's just it's too much inconsistency for for a role that usually kind of demands a bit more consistency. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how the Diamondbacks use uh, Dre Jameson, um, just given where he's been, the fact that he threw 28 pitches in his last appearance, and it's going to take a little while to get him built back up and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, what I keep going back to for for everyone who's kind of concerned that Dre Jameson was, you know, a weapon in the bullpen, and you don't really know what you're going to do without him. I hear you, and I, I do share the concern. Kind of where, where I've landed on that is if you've got a really, really good pitcher, right? Uh, say you're talking about Max Scherzer or something like that. Sure. Not saying Dre Jameson is on that level, but just just for as an example, if you got Max Scherzer and he's in your bullpen and he and he's just lights out and you're winning games because Max Scherzer is coming in, shutting the door in big moments <laughs> yeah. in these games, that doesn't mean that you don't want Max Scherzer to be a starter, right? It's just <laughs> it, it's it's so that if true. you have a good That's pitcher. A you want them to throw as many innings as possible. And, and right. in, on paper, that's going to put you in the best spot as an organization. I understand where people are coming from. And yes, we do have to see how this translates for Dre into the rotation. Uh, right. What you just said about his spring training numbers, they weren't great. I, I do think that um, in, a, in a rotation, I don't think he is a proven commodity just yet. But if he is similar to the guy we've seen in the bullpen, you want more innings out of that guy even if it means your bullpen not being quite what it was before puts fire in my blood jesse puts fire in my blood <laughs> you know that i figured uh, it let, <laughs> let's take a look at the upcoming probables for the next series uh with the milwaukee brewers who like i said have not been uh <laughs> have not been too easy to get past that fucking picture of wade miley is objectively hilarious i'm sorry that made me laugh right out of the gate <laughs> I also, uh, it, it, may, it delights me to think of Wayne Miley and Andrew Chafin reuniting at Chase Field uh, this week. That's going to be a fun time. But uh, Wiley, uh, Miley versus uh, Zach Gallen. We got Corbin Burns in a, a really tough matchup for uh, Merrill Kelly, but Corbin Burns yeah. has not been good so far himself. Uh, and then Woodruff versus uh, Bumgarner there in the finale. So uh, I'm not, it's not feeling too, not feeling too, I guess I should say I'm not feeling too bad about this series, but again, that's the problem is I really feel like Milwaukee is a team that we should not overlook at this point because they've been, they've been very good this season. Yeah. I mean, anytime you catch the Brewers in a three game series and you get both Burns and Woodruff, you're kind of yeah, like, not, oh man, and that didn't great. work out right. Yeah. Uh, hope we get Burns from that first game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, ha he hasn't had a great start to the season. Um, Wade Miley, 
has he, he threw really well so uh it's yep. it's going to be tough for for the d-backs this is by no means a, i know after playing the dodgers and the padres we talked about how the brewers are going to seem like uh you know and not, not a good team at all after yeah, after yeah, the yeah, D-backs have yeah. gone through no uh, probably not probably but not. yeah they, they've tough. started they've started pretty hot the other thing i want to point out i don't think bumgarner has been officially named as the d-back starter for wednesday that's kind of how things would line up but I don't think okay. the D-backs have, have actually come out and said that yet. And the reason I suspect they haven't is because Dre Jameson last pitched on Friday. So theoretically, so his- Dre Jameson could start on Wednesday and be on a normal starter's amount of rest. So I don't and know what would, their plans that are would, there. That would essentially move Bumgarner down further in the rotation and give him a little bit more time himself, right? Yeah, right, right. Okay. So maybe the D-backs yeah. want to give Bumgarner a couple of extra days uh start him against uh, the Miami Marlins instead but uh but yeah we'll we'll see I, I I don't think that Wednesday is official yet so if I'm correct then that leads us to a Zach Gallon Miami Marlins matchup next Sunday is that right would that still be on the schedule um, for that it would be Ryan think, Nelson yeah. next Saturday yeah, I, I think you would still be looking at at uh, Zach Gallon on Sunday against the Marlins, which is how things need, how things I lined need up. Zach Gallon. I need Zach Gallon to pitch against the Marlins. I need it, Jesse. I have to have that. <laughs> That's going to get the thing to get Zach Gallon back on track. Mark my words. Jazz but. Chisholm. I don't. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Jazz Chisholm has had a particularly strong start good to this season. Good. Uh, good let me uh let me check this out good because i'm sick of looking at his face every time i fire up mlb the show 2023 if i'm being honest uh <laughs> i don't know what happened did brett johnson get kicked out of today's game is he did that, yeah that that brett johnson was talking yeah he was oh. uh he was bragging about it in the discord actually apparently he irritated dodgers fans so much that uh um some uh, one of the i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know i didn't I didn't know opposing fans held any weight in, in a stadium like uh, at, at our stadium, but that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, Brett, Brett Johnson's also a habitual line stepper, so I'm not surprised in the least bit about that. But uh, I hope that doesn't happen to you again, Brett. Uh, of course, if it does, you can definitely watch the Arizona Diamondbacks games on Fubo TV as an alternative if you don't have conventional cable. <laughs> uh, you can stream. Yeah, make sure you get Fubo TV so that <laughs> yeah, when you're at the game and you get kicked out, just you can in still case. watch it. You have it as a backup. You go out to the parking <laughs> lot, you watch it in your car. 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You don't have to just watch sports in your car after you get kicked out. You can watch whatever you want. Stream live TV from any device. Uh, and you can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Uh, and you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. So watch Arizona Diamondbacks on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link to sign up for 50% off your first month of uh, Fubo Pro. And uh, also, if you want to go to the game and uh, not get kicked out potentially, use Game Time. We love Game Time, Jesse's favorite app, my favorite app. It's the only place that we buy tickets from anymore these days. So make sure to get down on Game Time. You can save big by procrastinating. And that's what really what we all want to do. We all want to wait till the last minute, get FOMO, and then go to the game. So you can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. There's a good chance that's going to get you in for free. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code phnx for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed over at game time jesse i don't want to stop doing this show 
I just I just want to do a marathon episode where we go three <laughs> hours like it's a draft show or we're doing a watch along. Uh, Sans MN says, uh, what do you guys think of Madison Bumgarner so far? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a good outing last time. Jesse refuses to let me call it a good outing. But no, it wasn't. I, it wasn't a good outing, but it was encouraging. <laughs> it was at least trending in the right direction. Right. So uh, it remains to be seen. Last year, Madison Bumgarner did this, and then he got on quite a very good stretch for a little bit of time, and that's what we've kind of talked about happening. Uh, look, really what I'm more concerned about at this point is Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly getting back on track. I think that's more key. I think yes. if the Diamondbacks have any hopes to make the playoffs or any hopes in the playoffs, it needs to be those two guys throwing the ball really well. So yes. I want to see them. I want to see them do big things, Jesse. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, as much as I mean, these 10 games have been have been great for the D-backs, right? With a six and four start. You're not gonna play six hundred baseball for long when your number one and number two starters are just not pitching well, right? Yeah. So I think tomorrow is gonna be a really big one for for Zach Gallon against Wade Miley, who's really a back end starter for the Brewers. That's a game where you feel like you have an advantage in in the starting pitching matchup, an advantage you're not gonna have in the Tuesday and Wednesday games. Uh, with with Burns and, and Woodruff going for for Milwaukee so I think that's the, that's the biggest key for the D-backs moving forward for sure is getting those starters back on track uh, with regard to Bumgarner no I, I will not concede that his Friday start was a good start anytime you walk six guys and you give up 11 base runners in four and two thirds innings Derek I don't care how many of them scored I'm not going to be encouraged by that outing Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, let's take a look at our schedule this week. That way you guys know where to find us. Uh, we are going to have our Mailbag Monday episode on Monday. So join us. Send us Mailbag Monday questions. We'll throw that tweet out there. So make sure to do that. You can also send it to us in the Discord if you are a PHNX diehard. Uh, Tuesday, we got a post game. Wednesday, we got a post series. Uh, then we will be back on Thursday to hype up that big series in Miami and then uh, follow things up on Sunday with a post-series show for Miami. So make sure to join us next Friday. We are out. Well, I am out at Bud's Palooza. Uh, that's why there's no Friday show, because I'm going to be way too high to do a show. But I will be doing the uh, OG's Variety Show. So make sure to join us out there. There's some great bands. It's going to be a great time. Uh, and if you are what I like to call a marijuana enthusiast, uh, you will have a good time too. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. He will not be at Bud's Palooza. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> our show is at phnx underscore dbacks, but of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love you guys. We love the Arizona Diamondbacks. We appreciate you so much for being here. On behalf of Jesse, Damon, and myself, we always thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you beat L.A. Let's go!